You are listening to New Life the Fort. We pray that this season, you take possession of every good gift God has prepared for you. I'm so, so grateful to be here today. Chad and I are having so much fun in the Philippines. We've been um, preaching and teaching in different churches and it has just been such a delight and such a joy. I don't know if you know, but we have four children and um, we decided to bring all four with us. So if I'm looking a little weary, (laughs) it's because I am chasing after a one-year-old and... um, encouraging a 15-year-old. So, you know, we have the extremes and we have a very busy but very exciting life. So if you see my kids around the place, just give them a high five, give them a high. They are loving being here. So thank you for opening your arms to us. And um, I hope that we have imparted some really, really good stuff that, that you can chew on for another year. Yes? I've got a message this morning. And it's something of a joy in my heart. I saw a word last year. And I saw it written in such a way that my heart leapt for joy. It was, it was a word that um, I came to understand. And this word is the word fearless. Fearless. I saw it written in a different way to that which I'd seen it written before. It was written, fear dot less. And it was when I saw it like this that I thought, oh, that's who I want to be. It was really interesting because my 12-year-old daughter walked past the computer when I was uh, typing up this message. And she walked past and she goes, fearless. Written like that, I know what it means. And I'm like, awesome. It just got the heart of my 12-year-old daughter. Who, who's got children here? You know, as parents, we want our children to be captured. We want them to be captivated. And we want them to learn that God is a God of love. And he desires us to be a strong people. True? And so when she saw this, I was so encouraged. And I was talking to the Holy Spirit. And I said, you know... What does it really mean to be joy, uh, to be fearless? I just gave it away. (laughs) The punchline, I'm not that good with jokes. Now you know. (laughs) Don't get me to tell a joke. In fact, don't get Chad to tell a joke. He's gone the whole dad joke way. When I asked God what it means to not have fear, he gave me another word. And that was to be joyful or to be joy filled joy dot filled and I'm like that is a beautiful contrast you know we we, when we try and not have something in our lives we generally have that you know you try not to do it for me I try not to eat chocolate who else tries not to eat chocolate and then you end up eating chocolate Okay, but when you replace chocolate and when you're just continually feeding your body with good food and drinking plenty of water, all of a sudden you find you don't need the chocolate. True? You crave the chocolate because something in your body is missing. The same is true with fear. Some of us are filled with fear because we don't know how to fill our bodies with joy. 
And so I want to share with you this morning how to fill your body with the best joy ever. Fearless. Fear.less means to have less fear. And fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the perceived threat of danger or harm. Now, who knows? When my child is standing close to the cliff's edge, I like them to experience fear. True? Fear can be good. It can tell us, actually, maybe you shouldn't take that step a little bit further. However, for most of us, we live in a world that has lots of fear thrown around. On the TV, on the news, in things we read, there is this perceived threat of fear. But that is all it is. It is a perception. And so we live our lives not taking steps of faith because we are fearful. But God doesn't desire this. God desires us to be joy-filled. Filled looks something like this. Are you ready? I've got a cup. I think, I think Pastor Mitch is a bit worried about something. I, I can't imagine what she's worried about. Hang on. Is the cup full? Not yet? Is the cup full? (laughs) She doesn't trust me. You ready? Is the cup full? Now the cup's full. Did you see what happened? Spillage happened. This is the picture that God gave to me. Is that he desires that spillage happens in our lives. Because he desires that we live full. Joy, filled, means to be full, overflowing with joy. Joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And I want to actually encourage you. I don't know that that's the right word. I want to bring some scriptures out today to explain that actually joy is much more than a feeling. Joy is much more than just an experience, but joy is actually brought to us by the Holy Spirit, and it is something that takes us beyond our feelings into a realm of understanding. And so we can face circumstances and we can face situations where we should be fearful. We should be scared of what's being told to us or or what's happening around us, but instead we find ourselves in a place of peace and rest in the midst of of hard situations. And that's the place I hope that all of us can be in by the time we leave today, so filled up with understanding, so filled up with the Holy Spirit, that we can walk out into all situations knowing the presence of God. Can I have an amen? Awesome. So let's open together to Acts 2, verse 1. I'm reading it in my paper Bible. If you heard Chad last message... You'll know that's good. No distractions. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Who's they? This was the disciples who had gathered together in one place. 
they had been following Jesus as he'd been walking here on earth. And he had now been to the cross. He had been buried. He had risen again and he'd come back and he'd spoken to them. But he had left them again. He'd gone where? To heaven. And he said to his disciples, don't worry because someone, the Holy Spirit is going to come back and he's going to be with you and it's going to be a greater experience. All right, so, so they were together and they were praying and they were trusting that this Holy Spirit that Jesus talked about was going to come. It says in verse 2, suddenly a sound like blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine this place all of a sudden being filled with the sound of wind? Who was there when that water started flowing yesterday? All of a sudden, we were, we were driving in the car and everything was just normal. And then all of a sudden, this rain started pouring down. Well, imagine if inside a building, wind just started blowing. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Imagine being in this room at this time. Now, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Does that not make you go, wow? Imagine being there and, and speaking another language and all of a sudden you can hear your dialect. And there, there weren't just a few people here. There were thousands of people. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? I'm not going to mention all the places there. The visitors from Rome, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. This is amazing. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Now, what does it look like when someone has had too much wine? Does it, does it make them look happy? Does it maybe make them look joy-filled? These people, they had no explanation for what they were seeing. And so they used um, the, the best thing that they could compare it to. You know, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, it looks like something. Don't be afraid when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you get happy. Don't be afraid when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you start praying and it sounds different. You know what? You may not understand it, but it edifies your soul. And who knows who's listening and God's speaking to. Don't be afraid when you stand in worship and you just feel like electricity is running through you because that is the mighty power of God and he wants us to know and understand it. Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain it to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, 
I will pour out my spirit on the people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Being joy-filled is about experiencing the heavenly realm and allowing it to spill on earth. What did Jesus say to his disciples when he taught them how to pray? Can we say it together? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Being joy-filled looks like something. Being joy-filled means that we have access to heaven and we can allow it to be infiltrated into earth. The prophet Joel said, the old men, always get it mixed up, one will dream dreams and the other will have visions and that people will prophesy. Hearing the spirit voice, knowing the spirit and allowing him to guide us allows us to be fearless to rise above situations and to go into areas that we are not willing to go in our own natural realm. Does that make sense? Let me share a story with you to, uh, to help that make sense. Joy-filled because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Fearless because opposition would come. That's what these disciples were. So these disciples, they went out and they began preaching to the different nations. They'd been given a dialect and they went out and they shared the good news of the kingdom of heaven. They went out and they prayed for the sick. They prophesied. They trusted that God would lead them and guide them. But opposition came. And who knows? Opposition does come, yes? It does. That's just what happens in life. And so Stephen in Acts chapter 7, goes out and he's preaching the good news of Jesus. In fact, he was quite feisty in his preaching the good news of Jesus. It's a good story. It's worth reading. But he came under opposition and, in fact, he was murdered. And he was murdered because Saul spoke a word and a legion of armies came and they, maybe not a legion, but his army came and they did what Saul commanded. Now, Saul was a man sent by the government in order to bring order to this chaos that was happening. Kingdom invading earth, how can that be? It looked like something. And so, so they were unsure about it. So they sent Saul in to deal with it. Let's read Acts 1. Can we go there? Have you got your Bibles? Sorry, Acts 8 verse 1. And Saul was there giving approval to his death, that being the death of Stephen. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul, he began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Did you hear that? Men and women were out testifying to the good news of Jesus. Men and women were being put into prison. These men and women had to be fearless because they knew the opposition they were against. 
and yet Holy Spirit inspired, they continued to go. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed that Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in the city. When faithful men and women go out joy-filled, something is released in the city. The Holy Spirit is released in the city and joy is released in the city. You know, Saul was a man who was fearless because of his position of authority. But little did he know that in the face of God, he should have been very fearful. Let's read that together in Acts 9. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them to prison in Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he asked, who are you, Lord? I think he answered his own question. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what to do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat Or drink anything. Saul became fearful when God removed his sight and made him powerless. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Who believes we still get visions today? Holy Spirit speaks. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him and restore his sight. You know, when we think about being joy-filled, sometimes it's not laughing And just dancing around the house. Sometimes it's actually just about faithfully hearing the voice of God. Faithfully having communication with God. You know, Ananias didn't have a relationship with Saul. Ananias was happy going about his day-to-day life. And God interfered. How dare he? But because Ananias was a man who was overflowing with the joy of the Lord. He was filled to overflowing with hearing the Holy Spirit. God knew he was a man he could trust and said to him, Ananias, I have shown Saul you. You are the hands that I want to use. 
What verse was I up to? Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. Do you think it was fair that Ananias was fearful? If you had heard of everything that Saul had done to the Christians, would you be fearful to go approach this man? I think I would be feeling a little bit fearful. But Holy Spirit, joy-filled, Ananias responded to God. The Lord said to Ananias, go. What did the Lord say? Go. Ananias said, God, I am fearful. God said, go. We need to respond to that voice. This man is my chosen instrument. He's talking about Saul now. To carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Do you know, Ananias became fearless as he understood God's heart for Saul. When he saw that God had a plan that far extended beyond the disgusting past that Saul had had, when when Ananias could see that God loved this man's soul, he followed and he obeyed. His life was still possibly at threat. Saul still had his men with him. But Ananias trusted God. Filled with the Holy Spirit, he overcame his fear. And interestingly, the name Ananias means... I didn't write it down. It means to have grace. It, it is... It means the Lord is gracious or shows grace. In order for Saul to be saved, Ananias had to play his part. And it's interesting that his name actually declared who he was to be. It's a really interesting thing to look up your name. You know, for many of us, our names are Holy Spirit inspired. You know, my name is Jay. means to be joyful to be happy. And now that I've understood that a little bit more, I'm like, it means to be Holy Spirit filled. It means to be fearless. It means to proclaim the truth, even though sometimes I feel like just sitting in my chair and being comfortable because I love God, because I know God, I trust him. God is desiring us to be a people who live fearless because we know the spirit power. We are not a people on our own, but we are a people who are joined together in like this tapestry that we don't see, that we don't understand. But one day we will get to heaven and God will say, you know, that little step that you took that day, that little fearless step of giving that word to that person. Well, do you know what I did with their life? Or do you know what I did with the person that they shared the message of Jesus with? We are like this beautiful tapestry and we have to know that whilst we don't understand every little thing we do, it is valuable. It is important. And it is important that we overcome our fear. How do we do that? We counteract it. I don't know if that's the right word. That's fine. 
But we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us in order that we don't fight the fear. True? I want to tell you a story. I didn't, I didn't share this the last time I preached this message. Um, but I just get the stirring that actually there's someone here and, and you may potentially, I don't know whether you know it now, but into the future have to fight a big fear. You know, I grew up in Australia for a number of years, but then my family moved as missionaries over to Uganda and Kenya. And we lived in a part of Uganda that in the time that I was there was dangerous. So we lived right next to the border of another country and there was a war going on and it was quite an unstable place to live. But you know what I had? I had Holy Spirit fearing parents who despite their fears actually just kept going and, and they just allowed God um, to give them the way to go so that I hadn't fully prepared this story in advance. I'm sorry. But I say this. We were traveling one day and we were traveling in a place where you had to travel in convoy. You traveled with army in your car with big massive machine guns. You traveled with army on top of your car and we were checked all along the way. We were traveling on this road one day and we, we were late to the convoy. So the convoy would all leave together at one time and then you would travel what could be a one-hour drive over six hours. And on this particular day, we were late. But the soldiers at the block, they said, just go ahead, they've just left. Well, it was also raining on this day and it was a small convoy and we did not know that. And there was a time when we came to a city and there were like four cars pulled over and we didn't realize that was the convoy and we passed it. Well, you were not allowed to be at the front of the convoy. That was a no-no. The soldiers, they needed to be in the front and they needed to be at the back. Even the fact that we'd been let in was, I don't even know how that happened. Suddenly, fear filled our car. As children... As a, as a child and with my brothers and sisters, we knew that we were in trouble and there was nowhere we could hide. We were going through a national park and it was all open spaces, you know, occasionally an elephant would run past, occasionally a lion. But other than that, there was no spaces to hide. And more than that, it had been raining so we could see there were no car tracks in front of us, but we were creating car tracks. There was complete evidence that we were there and we were at we were in massive danger. And basically, for those that had done that before, they didn't live to tell the story. And so we started praying. And it was a couple of hours into the drive that my dad just said, I can see angels all around the car. Just before we, he said that just before we arrived at a, um, at a roadblock. And we'd been praying, but we, was, we were scared. And we got to that roadblock, and I'm shaking telling the story now, but we got to that roadblock, and we said to the soldier, my dad said to the soldier, he said, where is the convoy? And dad said, it's just there, can't you see it? To which the man said, you can go. And we drove really fast. <laughs> I remember we were busting for the toilet as children and we were like, we are not asking dad to stop. 
That hadn't happened before. It was a very dangerous situation for us to be in. But that is the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is what the Holy Spirit does. Did you hear me when I said we were sitting in that car and we were feeling fearful, but we were all praying and we were all trusting God. And sometimes your feelings are not true. The Holy Spirit overrides it. So just keep praying. Just keep trusting. Just keep allowing the Holy Spirit to change the world in which you live because he wants kingdom to invade earth and he wants to use our lives. He's going to start speaking to you more in visions. He's going to start speaking to you more in dreams. Keep trusting God. Hear the little voice. You know, sometimes when God speaks to me, I'm like, really, you're speaking into this tiny little situation? And he says, yes. You know, when you are training muscles, you don't start with really heavy weights. You start with little weights. It's okay if God starts talking to you and it's a little thing. Be faithful because who knows what he wants to give you. And be faithful just like Ananias on that day. He said, I am fearful. And God said, go. If you are fearful, still allow God's voice to say, go. I'm like, God, do you want me to go here? Verse 17. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hand on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Did you hear that? He heard about Jesus, got baptized, immediate obedience, and then had some food. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus was Christ. Everybody has access to Jesus. Amen? Everybody has access to Jesus. There is not a sin in the world that cannot be erased by the blood of the cross true it was us who held him there there is no one who needs to be separated from the love of God and there is no one we should be afraid to share the love of God with everybody needs to hear the good news of the gospel everybody needs heaven to allow um, their lives to be invaded here on earth and you and I we have the seeds to sow We have the seeds to sow. And I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you fearful and joyless? Or do you want to stand with me today? Are you ready? Who wants to stand with me today? Who wants to be fearless and joyful? Come on, let's stand together and thank God because he has the Holy Spirit power. Father, we thank you. 
We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. That though we sometimes walk in fear, your joy is greater. Your spirit is greater. You come, you impart your power upon us. And it's not like here a little bit will do you. You say, if I thirst, I can come to you and streams of living water will flow. You said, if I'm thirsty, I can come drink of you and out of my belly will flow living water. You desire me to be a powerful person because I stand in the presence of the King and I go forth and share the good news of who you are. Holy Spirit, will you fall upon us today? Fall upon us, fall upon us, fall upon us, Lord. More and more and more. Come on, come on, come on. God, we pull from heaven. We pull your goodness down. Will you fill us up for those who've been feeling dry? Fill them up, fill them up, fill them up, fill them up, Lord. Come on. Oh, today we flip the switch. Holy Spirit inspired people all the way, every day. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Thank you for listening. For more information, follow us on social media or visit us at newlifethefort.com.